This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. I'm Mark Berry. On this episode of Top Shelf, Jace Myers is a wrangler in more ways than one. When the 20-year-old from Williams Lake isn't playing out of the South Caribou Recreation Center, he's riding on the back of a one-ton bull. Emmanuel Sequera chats with number 13. The Golden Rockets are having a great season in a very challenging division. I talk with head coach and general manager Chuck White about the success of the club. Emmanuel and I will talk about the four teams we feel are putting together turnaround seasons. But before all that, congratulations to former Beaver Nighthawk Jake Lucchini, who made his NHL debut on Tuesday in a 3-2 Ottawa win over Montreal. Jake was on the ice for about 11 minutes and registered a shot and a hit. Just over 10 years ago, he put up 22 points in 22 games with the Nighthawks before moving on to the Trail Smoke Eaters, where he was their captain. Up next on Top Shelf, 100 Mile House Wrangler, Jace Myers. Jace Myers coming up for the Wranglers. Jace, of course, played here last year. Yeah! There is the game-winning goal, ladies and gentlemen. Shootout goal by number 13, Jace Myers. Gives the 100 Mile House Wranglers their first win of the season against the Rebel Stroke Grizzlies. I'm joined by Jace Myers of the 100 Mile House Wranglers. Jace, welcome to Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Thank you for having me. So Jace, uh, tell people, what was it like spending your summer fighting bulls? It was a it was a lot of fun. It's always something I wanted to try. I really enjoyed it. The Call Rodeo Company just really accepted me with open arms and taught me a lot about it. Why did you decide that you wanted to bullfight over the summer. I really wanted to do it because my dad was a bull rider and I was always at rodeos growing up so it always seemed like a cool thing to do. What was it about it that just kind of like caught your attention? It just seemed like something fun to do and it was. How did doing that help you get stronger? Like it, it helped me get stronger mentally just by being like in close situations and like what I have to do and like think fast, especially with the agility and all that and like the footwork and everything. I feel like it's really helped me with that too. Like the quick thinking, have you found that it helps you on the ice with like quick decision making and making the right play? Yeah, it really does. Like going into corners, getting pucks, you just, it's, you don't have that much time to think and it's just boom, 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 just like that. Obviously bulls are really strong and it's just like, that's not gonna be an easy thing to, to go up against them. Do you find that helps you win more battles against your opponents in the corners? Yeah, it really does. Well, it's like when you get like near a bull, it's like almost like trying to get away from a person. You're trying to find like the quickest way out of there. So like in bullfighting, there's like this thing they call a pocket. So you just try to stay in the pocket and just stay there. It's like almost like going around somebody, like just tight turning or mohawking around the guy. So that's just really it right there. What has your season been like? We had a tough start to the season. Like we have one of the youngest team. Well, we may have the youngest team in this league and we are starting to get a lot better. The boys are starting to mature to this league from what we've all played. Because half of our team has played tier three and tier two the most of their lives. And it's just cool seeing them like get used to the junior B and like how quick things are. We're at the halfway mark of this season. Uh, in what areas have you noticed that you've become a better hockey player? I feel like my leadership has gotten a lot better, like just showing the boys like what to do. Like I've gotten better, like I felt like my speed has gotten a lot better. I guess kind of coming back to the bullfighting, but in question I want to ask is it's like, over the summer and doing the bullfighting, was there skills or things that you picked up on 
that help you on the ice or just kind of like help you contribute the best way you can for the team? Because in bullfighting, you're it's like on the on the ice, you're always talking with your partners on like what you can can do better, like what you need to do, who's going in, who's going out. And it, like I said, like the, the footwork really helped too. You need to have really fast feet bullfighting so you, in hockey as well. Thanks for joining me on Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Away by Bacon, and Mansfield has it. He can't get it past Landry, though. And Myers has the puck. He shoots, scores! Just a reminder to head over to the KIJHL.ca website for the latest stats and articles like the KIJHL Notebook. This week, an inspirational interview with Chase Heat forward Carter Spring, who suffered a devastating injury last season in the playoffs. Plus, there's the usual roundup of news from around the KIJHL. That's the KIJHL Notebook on the KIJHL.ca website. He's got Lotard and Davidson. Pass there was behind Davidson. And out comes Tokars. Tokars. Tyson Tokars with 26 seconds left in overtime. (laughs) Grand Forks, Blair Bruins. On Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast, I'm talking with the Director of Communications. Hey, 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 hey yeah, I got it. Yeah, you got uh, it. Emmanuel Sequera. Emmanuel, uh, let's talk about uh, the season so far. There has been some pleasant surprises in the KIJHL this season when you look at teams that have perhaps turned their programs around. You want to talk a little bit about some of the teams that have, have uh, you thought have turned their programs around and really uh, put up a positive, positive improvement this season? First off, the top would be Grand Forks, Border Bruins, and then uh, have Golden, Princeton, and Sycamus. I mean, Grand Forks, I mean, like they had was it five wins all of last season. Yeah. And the work that Dave Nadiak has done and continues to do to turn the program around has been pretty tremendous. You know, I, I was looking at uh, some stats because, uh, you know, I compile provincial stats. I've been doing it for seven years. When I look at Grand Forks a year ago, back in December of last year, they had six points in 23 games. They've got 36 points in 27 games. It's a 600% improvement on their points. I don't think it's just Coach Nadiak. I, I think it's Coach Nadiak. I think it's owner Mark. I, I think it's the improvements they've made, the recruitment they've done, and you really have to really give the players an awful lot of credit for the the way they've approached this season. When you look at a team like Princeton, uh, what do you think of first when you think of the improvement they've made? Well, the, obviously, I mean, I guess the first thing is that they've obviously done a, a good job in recruiting players. They recently got Animal Garcha back from from junior. I mean, I mean, his season started with an injury. And stuff, so it was a tough battle for him, I guess, to to earn a roster spot, which led to him kind of coming back. But I mean, the actual first thing that kind of even comes to mind as well, though, is they had a tough season injury wise last season. I mean, all of the teams go through like injuries, but it's just like I don't know. To me, and like maybe I'm stating the obvious, but I always feel like goaltending is like the most important position. And they went through a ton of goalies. I mean, especially like their top goalies, like they couldn't really catch a break and I, I really felt for them because new coach like Mark Greenman that was his first season and then it was like a constant battle even like when I spoke with Scott Burgess in uh, the other podcast and he talked about like this how the second half was so much better and it's just obvious that they're just kind of carrying on from what they were able to build off of. Yeah, you look at uh, where they were a year ago, 15 points on 25 games a year ago in December, 354 hockey, 
40 points on 26 games this season, 769 hockey. That's just an incredible improvement. And it's it's right across the board. You, you talked about injuries and you talked about goaltending. I think goaltending is a, a huge factor uh, when you look at where the uh, goaltending is for Princeton this season. It's uh, it's right up there, top three in the league. Yeah, and then they just got uh, Peyton Trzaska's return from, from junior. When he played last season for them, when he was healthy and played, he did really well for them. You know, we're going to be talking with head coach of the uh, Golden Rockets a little bit later on, Chuck White. Uh, but uh, Golden's also, uh, you know, a great story as well. When you think of how much they've improved over last season, I mean, they've got the seventh best record in the KIJHL, and that's only good for third in, in the uh, in the Eddie Mountain Division. So it's a tough, tough division. But, you know, a year ago, they were at 20 points at the same time just before Christmas, they're up at 36 points. A huge improvement. And and this is a this is a team that's really got it together. Yeah. And like I guess the first thing that kind of comes to mind for me with them is, and maybe it's obvious, is just kind of Jordan Larry and what he's been able to do. But he's got the support cast too from moves that they've made. Year in, year out, there's always a couple of surprise teams. But I for me, uh, as an outsider just coming in, these are some pretty big turnarounds for these clubs. Obviously, it's good for the league. You want to see all the teams be able to have success. I mean, obviously, not everybody obviously can have success. It just doesn't really work that way. But it's nice to see a shift in which teams are having success. You know what? Uh, I want to thank you very much for uh, for doing this. We wanted to talk a little bit about some of the teams that had made some some dramatic turnarounds this season. And you know, I, you know, I look at those uh, those four teams in particular. Uh, you, you might want to look at uh, maybe North Okanagan's uh, improved over last season, certainly. But you know, for me, it was Sycamus, Golden, Princeton, and Grand Forks. Thank you very much for doing this, Emmanuel. Thanks for having me. Game there. That is Ethan Abley. Abley with a shot looking for Lamott going to the net. Almost found him. Furlong now for Levi Lamott. Back to Liam Furlong. Furlong a wrist shot. Deflected in front. They score. Caleb Murray looked like he got a piece of that one. Not enough, however, and the Golden Rockets are now ahead by two. On Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. I'm talking with the head coach and general manager of the Golden Rockets, Chuck White, uh, coach, uh, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, it's good. great to be here. I'm glad to see we're getting more exposure. It's great to see this podcast. Such great things for our, our league. That's great. You know, the big thing that uh, when I look at the first half of the 22-23 season, there's three stories for me, three teams that have really done a magnificent job of building their program. One's Princeton, one's Grand Forks, and the other has to be the Golden Rockets. Talk about the work that went into putting the 22-23 season together and the, and the group of boys that you have playing for you. Yeah, well, I mean, the process started there coming off the, the main COVID year and really looking at how we can improve the the core of players. And uh, I think we used last year to really get that going. And there's got a solid base of O3s and then through the recruiting process, we run some great O4s and uh, the trade process, we kind of rounded out a little bit with our O2s and uh, you can't just turn it around right away. And I, I looked at it as it's got to be a, a slow build. COVID didn't help anyone. So <laughs> we just have to be very flexible in how we did things. And, uh, you know, I look at it right now and, you know, we can see where the skill development piece has really helped uh, improve a lot of the, the players in that core group. It, it's that drive and that culture within a team, you know, and that's something that we've 
got a leadership group that's helping do that. And, uh, you know, all those things need to come together to, to have success. So, you know, and we're in a tough division and it's it allows you to have competitive games on a nightly basis. And that really is the way to move forward with development as an athlete. It does come down to the networking, the scouting, and also the evaluation of talent um, and finding ways to help guys that might be missing something. When Emmanuel was talking with uh, Jordan Lario, uh, you know, you have to throw uh, some kudos over to the coaching staff too, because he talked about the great work that the coaching staff has done with him over the past year, uh, last season in particular, getting him ready for this season. How much credit goes to your coaching staff? You give them the, the right template to have success, right? And that's how we looked at it. And then you work with the individual as well. And, and I think that's a big part of our program is we really do want to see that individual skill, you know, improve. So we do work at it. Last year with uh, Ethan Martin Poole's assistant coach, he's now in the MJ as an assistant. We broke a lot of things down for the athletes and helped them fine tune their game. And then this year now with Jed, his coming in, Jed Houseman, he's been playing a lot of uh, senior hockey and worked a lot in skill development as well. And with Saskatchewan hockey, so, you know, you've got those two assistant coaches that have had, you know, very uh, big impacts on helping these guys improve their games and, and understand the game at a higher level. You know, I think that was the, the thing that, you know, with Jordan, you know, referencing that, you know, he got a lot out of that in terms of helping him to understand how to play the game. and But m- more importantly, he's worked really hard at improving his individual skills and you can see the the difference that makes you know he's having a great season and and again with all teams too you, you know confidence is a big part of it and we've put them in a position to have success and we help them that way as well I think that's the, the big part of being a coaching staff that's going to get the most out of the athlete is to give them the right tools. You know, when you look at uh, players like Jordan, Levi, Ethan, Nick, Liam, you see a lot of offense, but there's guys behind the scenes that maybe don't get the credit that they deserve. Uh, Are there any standouts for you from your team, some leaders that maybe don't show up on the score sheet every night? Yeah, I I think we've got definitely some guys that, uh, if you look at a player like Kate Coughlin, who's improved his offensive output from last year quite a bit. So he is showing up on the score sheet a little bit, but you know, he's got that, that drive, that, compete level uh you've got an austin angus who's just an exceptional penalty killer and he works alongside with uh foster as well and and they do a great job of of getting in the shooting lanes and breaking up plays and and those little details you know and that's something too he's you know with austin he also does a great job in the community helping us uh organize lots of uh you know volunteer events and help it out that way too so yeah he spent uh, the summer working here as well so you know it, you, it's great to see guys like that uh, evolve and uh, become part of the community and uh, also a big part of the hockey team uh you know you got the young guys too that uh, we brought in and you can see the evolution of a player like evan barr who's starting to to really find you know that, that adjustment period to the speed of the ki coming from you know a double a program and understanding what needs to do from a compete level and they can see that he's taken lots of you know just kind of been under the radar a bit but he works well with evan sedillis who's also you know he, he represented us at the prospects game there so you know those two have found some chemistry together too and it's great to see 
You mentioned the uh, community. Uh, talk a little bit about the support you guys get from Golden. Yeah, it's great here. I mean, that's when I first got here, I was uh, quite, uh, you know, overwhelmed by how much the sponsors are supporting this program. And, I was, you know, it's been great. There's a lot of hard work uh, being done in the background with our uh, our board and, and, and making that connection to the community. I know we've gotten you know COVID has gotten in the way obviously but when I first got here as an assistant that we were really involved uh, with the school system and whatnot now because of that there's a little less of it but we're still out there still trying to you know get our athletes to we want our athletes to be able to put more than I played junior hockey on the resume they need to get out there and, and participate, you know, do things like snow angels and, and get out there, help the seniors and shoveling snow. And as you know, there's no shortage of that here in Golden. Right. So you're seventh overall in the KIJHL, but that's yet, that's just good for third in the Eddie Mountain division. Uh, you just came off two uh, games against Kimberly. Now you got a home and home against the uh, Columbia Valley Rockies. What does your crew have to do to be successful heading into the Christmas break? You know, the big thing with us is that consistency of the compete level. That's something that we've had for a, a good stretch there early on. And then, you know, it's, it's been tough on every team. I know we've all been through the illness. So sometimes that just zaps the energy and it's been a bit of adversity, but we seem to have found ways to do it. As we're getting healthier now, it's just important that that compete level stay there and stay consistent. And it really just comes down to discipline, you know, on the ice in terms of staying in the penalty box, but also discipline in terms of, you know, positional play. Chuck White is the head coach and general manager of the Golden Rockets. Thank you, coach, for doing this. Appreciate it. Happy holidays. Rockets again with control. Here's Hayden Barr trying to get a step on Jackson Redmond. Barr in onto the backhand and scores. Second goal of the night by Hayden Barr. Slides it under Brendan Smith. Golden Rockets ahead 5-1. to one. This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Our thanks this week to broadcasters Justin McCartney, Kevin McKinnon, and Cody Fate. KIJHL Director of Communications, Emmanuel Sequera. Golden Rockets Head Coach and General Manager, Chuck White. Jace Myers from the 100 Mile House Wranglers. And as always... A stick tap to Hockey TV, which brings our players closer to their families and friends back home. I'm Mark Berry. This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. We're back in seven days.